afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This presentation is the most important this year. We are going to cover a lot of material, so let's get this popping. I need everybody to hit that subscribe button on my YouTube page. Hit that like button, and please put me on blast by making this video podcast go viral, ladies and gentlemen. Before I go into my presentation, I need everybody to share this link to all of your social media. Those of you who are on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or X. Today is Gurkham's 32nd anniversary. Happy anniversary to Gurkham members worldwide. I want to give a shout out to everyone who have came on my platform this year. Thank you for your time. I also want to thank Sister Renee, who have been working with me behind the scenes for the past 11 years. Big shout out to her. I also want to give a shout out to everyone who have contributed to our film project on our GoFundMe page. Today's presentation is an interactive one. In order to fully be a part of this Facebook Live event, I need for everyone to go to my YouTube page. If you are listening to this audio podcast on Spotify, just click on the YouTube icon and you will see my YouTube page. Below my name, it says, and 13 more links. Click on that in order to see all of the links. That's the about section where you will find my revised book on Amazon, our virtual store, our PayPal page, and our GoFundMe page. Or you can find all of those links in the comments section below this video podcast. I encourage all of my listeners to please follow this presentation by clicking on my Medium page and select the title of this presentation in order to follow along with me because I come with receipts. Our history. I started a new black movement and a new African movement called GRCAM, which means the Grassroots Community Activist Movement on November 10th, 1991 on a site called Gopher. During that time, it was just a discussion forum. My goal was to connect with other like-minded black Americans, African immigrants, Afro-Brazilians, Afro-Latinos, and Afro-Caribbeans who was interested in improving the social conditions of our people throughout the diaspora, starting here in the city of Chicago. At that time, I had only two groups. One, one group was for my Christian friends, and the other group was for my secular friends. We aimed to connect black entrepreneurs with African entrepreneurs, black artists with African artists, in order for us to do international trade among our brothers and sisters on the African continent. With me, this is personal. Here was a reason why I went went through so many things at an early age. So it was a reason why I went through all those things. Um, Gracam is uh, my life experience. So I want to turn the struggles that I went through into a real uh, business. Through my Christian business, I want to make an impact in our inner cities, starting in Chicago. Over here, we will promote black economic empowerment. I also want to create an opportunity for single black mothers and single black fathers who want more out of life by providing them with quality programs and services within the low-income African-American community. My objective is to turn GRCAM into GRCAI of Chicago, which means the Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago. It will consist of a 
multi-purpose facility having a nonprofit sector and in time a for-profit sector. Under the for-profit sector, we will specialize in real estate, travel industry, and the hotel industry. Gregorio Chicago will have eight components under one roof within the business. They are as follows. A social service component, a spiritual component, which will be optional for secular people, a political component, an entertainment component, an entrepreneur component, a black media component, which will be called New Black Voices of Media, a health and wellness component, and a science and technology component. After 15 years of being rejected and overlooked by established black organizations, including the black church, I decided to write and publish my story, quote, the solution for black America, reclaiming, rebuilding, and restoring the urban ghettos in America, second edition. I also created my virtual store in order to generate capital to move my virtual Christian organization from behind a computer into the low-income African-American community. Truth be told, my book and my virtual store got little to no support. I have been paying out of pocket for my business title since 2010. I created my online talk show in 2006 on Blog Talk Radio. Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. Um, I call it that because you can't sugarcoat genocide. You know, it is what it is. And so I just want to try to keep it real. The cam call to action. Once we get our film project fully funded and made, the proceeds from the film will put me in a better position financially so that I can buy property in Chicago, purchase office equipment, hire qualified black middle-class professionals, and African immigrants within the United States of America to assist me in building our Christian business, Gracayo, Chicago. For credibility in the African-American community throughout the diaspora and the black world. I will, or it will also put me in a better position financially to invite those of you who have came on my show who live outside of America to come to the United States to speak specifically in Chicago, Illinois at our live events. Through the business, I will compensate you for your time and talent. We will also expand Grakai of Chicago to 10 African nations. And these African nations are the people, are the African immigrants that I'm reaching out to here in America. I'm reaching out to our brothers and sisters from South Africa, Kenya, Ethiopia, Tanzania, Uganda, Angolia, Liberia, Ivory Coast, Ghana, and Nigeria. Please stand up because Black America slash Black Chicago has taken what I've been doing for the past 32 years as a joke. This is not a game for me. This is real. So I'm reaching out to you all because it was our grandparents during the uh, civil rights era to help fight for you all to come here to the United States of America. You don't um, have to go through a third party. You would talk directly through me. There's no middleman. All I want you to do is read my story. If you agree with what I'm trying to do for my people that's trapped here in American ghettos, then make yourself known and donate what you can to this film project. And um, if you can, make arrangements to meet me in person. Because I'm not trying to hide behind a computer. Again, I'm here to broadcast my vision and plan to those who will uh, listen. The grassroots community activist movement is about uniting like-minded African-Americans, African immigrants, Afro-Brazilians, Afro-Latinos, and Afro-Caribbeans so that we can exchange ideas and become enlightened 
on a variety of relevant issues within our community. The CAM goal is to promote artists, culture, health, education, history, spirituality, and community advocacy through our workshops, seminars, guest speakers, live fam family-friendly entertainment. We are determined to grow our audience through our black grassroots media in hopes of gaining sponsors that will come to the table to ensure our success. During our live events, we will give our black entrepreneurs an opportunity to promote their products and services. It is important that black America understand the importance while we're trying what we're trying to make in the low-income African-American community starting on the west side of Chicago and eventually on the south side of Chicago. In time, we plan on hosting live events where our members and students can meet in real life and showcase their culture, creativity, and self-worth. Under the, under the entertainment component, we will provide our local artists um, um, fashion shows, dance, and much more. Our Black Economic Empowerment workshops slash seminars will focus on multiple topics concerning African American and African people from health, healthy lifestyles, relationships, business, wealth, and finance, art and entertainment, technology, and much more. Black Youth Voices will target Black youth between the ages of 13 through 20. The focus will be on self-care, leadership, and decision-making skills. The youth will focus on social issues within the African-American community and have a panel of community advocates, spiritual leaders, and much more. Our members and students will have an opportunity to interact with potential donors and sponsors. We will also offer the kids' room where we will have interactive games, inflatables, and party rental space. Our target audience is black men, black women, and black children. Our objective is to provide a safe space for networking and a platform designed to celebrate our heritage and our achievements as black people and African people. CAM continues to preserve our history and celebrate our culture while pushing hard to get our film project fully funded and made so that the proceeds from the film will allow us to build the Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago and build our leg legacy starting here in America and expand to the African continent. This is what I want to be remembered for, trying to do something positive for my racial group here that's in America. Gracam's aim is to connect, like I say, uh, like-minded African-Americans, like-minded African immigrants. We want to promote small black businesses and small ministries and give them an opportunity to showcase their products and services all under one roof in the city, in the Chicagoland area. It's our hope that Kim will move from behind a computer and get our story on the big screen so that the whole black world would know who we are and what we plan to do to turn around our inner cities in America starting in Chicago. Our event will address black issues and how we're going to solve them point blank. We will have black middle-class professionals discussing health and wellness, food and nutrition, finance and generational wealth, business ownership, and much more. Our live events will be a place where like-minded black families can gather to exchange ideas and provide solutions. Black entrepreneurs, black artists, black authors can speak directly to their customers during this live event. 
we will also invite members from our African group, Kirtai of Africa, to come to the United States of America to attend and for them to participate in selling their products and services as well. Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. We want to make Chicago a model before we expand to other cities across the United States of America, as well as expand to 10 African nations starting in South Africa. Our goal is to work directly with black families that want more out of life and that want to become members of GERCAM. We aim to instill self-confidence, leadership qualities, and basic life skills in our youth that we will serve. We will provide mentorship, field trips, and workshops slash seminars, create black empowerment films that will empower black youth to overcome challenges, make informed decisions, and become productive citizens. Kakai of Chicago will be dedicated to working directly with single black mothers, single black fathers in order to strengthen the black family by providing our members and students with quality programs and services starting on the west side of Chicago, specifically Austin Garfield Park and North Mondale. In time, we plan on expanding to the south side of Chicago. Our programs will range from local cultural immersions, career development, and skill building. Black economic empowerment, our objective is to invest in black youth through training and development, access to culture, and the transformational power of international travel, youth development, and outreach. As mentioned in my revised book, our programs and services is designed to address the holistic needs of black youth, empowering them with basic life skills, mentorship, and opportunity for personal growth through a wide range of educational resources, workshops, seminars, and community engagement activities, as well as forming an alliance with the African immigrant community within the Chicagoland area. That's how we will serve the low-income African-American community. Passport assistance and international travel. We will guide and assist our members and students with obtaining their passports and ensure their accessibility to travel internationally when we host our African tours. We will also offer a comprehensive program that equips our members and students with cultural awareness and a deep understanding of African cultures when we um, decide to visit each African nation. Career paths and skill skill set building. Gurkayo Chicago will empower black youth to discover their career interests and talents while providing them with the necessary tools to navigate the professional world through our career exploration workshops, seminars, mentorship programs. We will offer black youth invaluable exposure to various industries, innovative teachings, hands-on learning and international travel. We believe participants can directly apply their knowledge, develop critical skills, and build meaningful connections by interactive discussions and real-world scenarios. We ensure that our programs not only educate but also captivate and inspire the youth we, we will serve. Connect with local artists, networking with potential customers, and gaining exposure for um, people that's interested in becoming entrepreneurs. We will promote art, community, and music. Family, with all that being said, I have good news and bad news. The good news is that we have upgraded our platform and moved away from just doing audio podcasts. Now we're doing video podcasts using StreamYard technology in order to grow our audience and interact with our listeners in real time during our 
live stream in the chat room. The bad news, out of 1,800 people on my Facebook friends list and people in my social groups, only five people have donated to our film project. Don't take my word for it. Go to our GoFundMe page and you will see in real time this Willie Lynch mentality. This is what's holding us back. Um, I, some people saying, you know, um, I fail as a leader. Uh, I beg to differ. I haven't been given the opportunity to lead, but I'm doing the best that I can to get my message out there. I'm doing the best that I, I can't make people buy the book. It is what it is. I can't make people buy items from the virtual store. It is what it is. The mistake we've been making, we've been sitting here trying to get things popping, thinking it's okay to get a bunch of melanated people together and get things done. The problem is we can't associate with all melanated people because many of them are Americanized and full of Willie Lynch as proof of how much support we've gotten so far with our GoFundMe page. Without support from the black grassroots and the global African family, then I'm unable to do my job. All I can do is pray and watch our children die in the streets. At this time, all I can do is news commentary because I refuse to be ignored. My film project is my last attempt to try to do something positive for my racial group in America before I cut and run to Africa. I offer something that no black politician, no black preacher has in America. I have a solution that will solve all of our social problems within the United States of America, and I can prove it, prove it if given a chance. My message is not for all black people. It's not for all African people. It's only for like-minded brave and smart black people, like-minded, brave and smart African people. All I have is my revised book, my virtual store, my online groups, and this platform. I come before you all with clean hands. There's no scams. I sell knowledge. Um, the African-American community support the dope man, but the dope man, he is selling his street drugs now laced with fentanyl. How's that working out? I'm just saying. If it was up to me, everybody on my Facebook friends list would be on board supporting this organization that I'm trying to build for our black youth and black families that's trapped in American ghettos. I notice a lot of black people online are using our talking points like being on code. All of the principles in my revised book, that is the code. What I'm trying to do is more than just start a new business endeavor. It's about creating our own system that will benefit our members and our people throughout the diaspora. Before I cut and run to Africa, I need African immigrants within the United States to come forth to work with me in building Rakai of Chicago for credibility within the African-American community, throughout the diaspora, and the black world. We're not asking for permission. We're going to take the lead in solving black issues in America once and for all. The sooner we build Rakai of Chicago, the sooner we can expand to Africa. Those who have rejected and overlooked my vision and plan for black America for the past 32 years will not be part of my Christian business, and that's real. I don't operate like the next black man. I have my own style and way of doing things. I'm not here for people to like me. I'm not here um, on here playing games. I am dedicated, trying my best to get this thing popping. 32 years of my life, I have been investing doing this work, and it's all documented. I've documented everything in my revised book. 
is documented on the different um, social sites that I'm on. It's documented in my groups. And now it's documented on this video podcast. I am not online to cower behind a computer. I am online to recruit brave and smart, like-minded black people and African people, point blank. Work with me while I am alive. Don't wait until I am dead to embrace my vision and plan. In my Christian business, we will separate ourselves from con artists, degenerates, hardened criminals, off-cold Negroes, pedophiles, and urban terrorists. We're raising the bar in this business. My critics ask me, why is this taking me so long to get my Christian business up and running in Chicago? I flipped the script and I explained to them the same reason why it took Molly, Guinea, Burkina Faso, Niger, Chad, Sudan, and Gabon almost 50 years to finally push out the French in West Africa because they had to connect with other like-minded Africans who were serious about their liberation for their country from being exploited by the former colonizers. Don't take my word for it. Just go to my Medium page, select the exact title of this presentation, then scroll down to show and prove. You will find an interview with Dr. Arcana entitled, quote, Is it time for a reset of the U.S. strategy in Africa, unquote. Part of my business will focus on healing from this Willie Lynch mentality within black society. Because I want to make sure none of my members would never have to endure such foolishness that I had to go through for trying to do something positive in the black community. This is ridiculous. It's, it's um, all uncalled for, but somebody has to do it. And I'm not going to sit up here and cower down and just like, oh, well, forget it, you know, because I'm focusing on the youth that's being um, that's being uh, murdered in the streets, senseless violence, um, unnecessary um, drama. All that energy can be used for something positive, like building this organization so we could work with broken families in those communities. And the sooner we do that the sooner I can expand it to Africa and help my brothers and sisters on the continent. Um, African immigrants and, Af and Native Africans will also benefit from this organization because they will heal from the colonized mindset in order for us to uh, take our rightful place in this world. This business is not about me, per se. This business is about helping black Americans, African immigrants, Afro-Bazilians, Afro-Latinos, and Afro-Caribbeans so that we can learn how to work together as a group. We will practice group economics by helping me get my revised book on that bestsellers list and by my members reading my story for themselves. Again, um, this is going to be membership based because of the 32 years of being uh, rejected and overlooked by Black Chicago and by Black America. So they didn't they didn't change anything. All they did was just made me grow stronger in what I'm trying to do for our people. Now mark my words: once I start making money in this business. Everybody's going to want to come out and want to be a part of this organization. I, again, I told you, I don't operate like the next black man. Everybody's going to be vetted when they come through our doors. We're going to have mandatory orientation. Everyone has to pass our criminal background check, sign our community pledge, and submit their thumbprint 
to be placed in our database. That's just how it is. And we're going to hold people accountable for their actions, for, you know, not doing what they need to do. Um, black Americans are facing genocide politically and physically. I want to be remembered for trying to do something positive and build something positive for our racial group here in America before I couldn't run to Africa. This is why I'm trying to build Grakai of Chicago. This is a Nehemiah assignment. I need smart boots on the ground. This is why I'm reaching out to African immigrants within the United States of America to come forth and work with me to help get the ball rolling. I also need people in my African group, Grakai of Africa, to step up and participate during our online events and leave comments even if you're not able to partic participate on the show uh, during our exact time. We have to get along with each other first before we expand to Africa. This is the mindset I want us to have where we all just get on a collective code and just make things happen instead of having to run to the dominant society and ask them to help us. All it takes is people having um, to be, uh, I would just say, in agreement and pulling our resources together. That's grassroots in action. Understand how important this film project is. Those of you who are serious about getting involved with Good Liberator made in Chicago, the war against Willie Lynch begins. You will be part of this legacy project, and many of your names will, will be attached to this docudrama. The back vote. On the political side, when you look at Biden's number and you look at these polling numbers. Black Americans is speaking to these politicians. We're letting them know we have to get tangibles. And if we're going to continue to be ignored our needs, then we will ignore them during the election season. Biden's numbers are low they're showing articles of Biden's tra trailing behind Trump in those battleground states. The Democrats are throwing all types of charges on Trump, and Biden is still losing. That's because young black voters are getting on cold. That's why the Democrats have flooded the zone with a bunch of migrants who will eventually neutralize the black vote. The political establishment and the mainstream media thought they could continue to ignore our demands. We're not going for that people of color talk anymore. We're not going for that disenfranchised people talk anymore. We're letting these politicians know to prioritize our limits first. We're not by immigrants. We want to make sure that our group is taken care of first, then uh, they can take care of the other groups later because our house is on fire. I found an article from CNN entitled, quote, Democrats incurred, encountered voter frustration in battleground Wisconsin, unquote. I've been speaking about the Democrats and how they have not done anything for black Americans. The Democrats have been doing something for all these other groups, even non-citizens like illegal immigrants, people in the Middle East, and people from Ukraine. They are more prioritized than black Americans, the people who help vote the Democrats into power. Now, three years later, inflation is on the rise. The migrant crisis in Chicago and New York is taking a toll. 
we're looking at possible World War III. There's a video clip from CNN. I want y'all to listen to what they had to say. You can find the video clip on my medium transcript under the exact title of this presentation. Then scroll down to show and prove. According to this video clip, black voters rescued the Biden campaign in 2020. He won just about every battleground state with the help from U.S. Congressman James Clyburn. He encouraged black Americans to vote for Biden. There is no way to win a statewide election that doesn't include the black vote. What happens in Milwaukee can impact the rest of the state and the rest of the country. The Biden administration is spending big money on radio and TV ads targeting black voters. The Democrats are not addressing black voters' concern like police accountability, criminal justice reform, lineage-based cash payment reparations for descendants of American slaves, and a, an anti-black hate crime bill. They wrote a whole article about black voters. If the Democrats would just do right by black people, then there would not be an issue. You would think America is only made up of black people and white people. Last time I checked, there's a lot more Hispanic in America than black people. You have the Asian community, the Arab community, the East Indian community, the Native American community. You have all these different groups of people who are eligible voters. Why? The mainstream media only focus on black voters. The Democrats are keep coming to our community asking for votes and doing nothing specifically for our group. Now we are saying we demand tangibles for our, our vote. The Democrats refuse to acknowledge black people. They want to talk about us as a byproduct. All you're good for is to keep them in political power. I want y'all to see all the money that's coming from this administration to everybody except us. You hear a lot of black people in the this video clip saying, I'm going to sit it out. We have been voting Democrat for 60 years, and we are not getting anything out of, out of it. The Democrats are disrespectful in our face. For example, remember in New York, when they had a press conference with a AOC, she was fighting hard for migrants. When everybody in the crowd said, we don't want them here, they need to go back to their homeland. Mayor Eric Adams said they need $1 billion to go towards assisting the migrants. Why black America don't shame people who are having all these babies out of wedlock in our community? You can be well and ratchet all you want in the low-income African-American community, but let somebody talk about voting for the opposite political party. Watch black people shame you or put you out of your own family because they don't vote Democrat. We should fo focus our energy on righteousness in our neighborhood. The black boule is also an enemy to black people. They do nothing for black people. They just black faces in high places like the Congressional Black Caucus who are in the pockets of the white supremacist financial elites. You would assume they would do something for black people because they came from the African-American community and they know our struggles as black people. But many of these black politicians are sellouts and only care about minding their pockets and helping their immediate families and, or close friends. We don't trust the boule when we see any of them attached to any organization that disqualifies them to be our representatives. We have to start selecting our 
representatives from the soil, that is from the black grassroots. We realize over the years they're compromised and they're not going to speak up for black people. For example, Sheila, Sheila Jackson Lee talks more about immigrants than descendants of American slaves. The black boule has a negative track record. Those fraternities and sororities y'all are a part of produce black politicians that always sell us out. I haven't met one person as of yet from a fraternity or a sorority that fighting for black people. Biden had three years to solve our issues in black America. The Democrats chose not to because they don't respect us. The only way the Democrats are going to respect us is we got to make them pay politically by not voting for them in 2024. Black Americans around the world is seen as a joke. For example, during the George Floyd protests, all that energy could have been used to help build Kyle's Congo. Instead, after a few weeks, things went back to business as usual. Black Americans have been marching and protesting for 60 years, begging the white supremacist financial elites for freedom, justice, and equality, and yet we still don't have it. When I start talking about my vision and plan for black America, they refuse to embrace my vision and plan. This is why I am reaching out to African immigrants within the United States of America to work with me so that we can build Grakaios of Congo in America first, then we can expand to Africa. Representative Jonathan Jonathan Jackson held a town hall meeting to discuss the migrant crisis in Chicago. Residents were upset that city resources are being taken away from them and given to people who don't pay taxes or vote. As you all have heard, in my city, Chicago has been dealing with the migrant crisis, just like New York and other sanctuary cities across the United States. I found a video entitled, quote, Chicago Migrant Crisis. Rep. Jonathan Jackson held a town hall meeting, unquote. According to this video, the, U- the U.S. government created this crisis because of the things they have been doing in Venezuela. To watch the full video, to go to my Medium page and select the name of this presentation, then scroll down to show and prove. Representative Jonathan Jackson wanted to address the issue and problems with the migrants. American citizens don't understand why these migrants are rushing over here and how the U.S. government caused the problem in the first place. The migrants are coming over here in waves, especially from Venezuela. According to Representative Jonathan Jackson, after the president Hugo Chavez came to power almost 15 years ago. He was doing a lot of economic reform that was backlash against his government by the United States government. They imposed an embargo blocking Venezuela from selling their oil. From from their sanctions continue under the Trump administration. In Venezuela, they had an equivalent of the Great Depression. This is one of the wealthiest countries in the West. If only they could sell their oil. Over 7 million people have had to leave their country. Many of these people are now living in shelters and in police stations. They're going to talk about how to end up getting into this um, current crisis. It started when Hugo Chavez came to power. The United States wasn't happy about the election. The U.S. government put sanctions on them, and he had several failed coup attempts against his government. Because of the sanctions put on Venezuela, 
it has crippled their economy. Now they're dealing with hyperinflation. They're talking about four and five percent to buy eggs and milk. As a result, the people could no longer afford to buy groceries. President Biden has lifted some of the sanctions so that they they could begin selling oil. In Venezuela, they depend on fossil fuel and sanctions have contributed to their economy hardship. This is why people have had to leave their country. These politicians have created more social unrest and there's been a, dis- a disruption of public services. I encourage my listeners to visit any sanctuary city in America and go to a local police station and you will see the American agenda is real. This re- reduces the amount of time from which the police can leave and get to a crime in progress. Mayor Johnson went to Washington, D.C. He asked the president's chief of staff for $5 billion. This sanctions that the U.S. government have put on Venezuela and the problems that the U.S. have caused Venezuela's goes back to the 90s. Now, look at the inf- inflation in this country. We are not at 50% inflation as of yet, but a lot of us are suffering. So imagine our inflation goes up to 300% inflation. Your currency is not worth much at that point. As you heard in the video clip, Venezuela is a very rich if they could sell their oil. The United States have done this best all over the world. For example, look at how the United States put sanctions on Zimbabwe because President Robert Mugabe decided to remove 4,000 white farmers who colonized Zimbabwe, Zimbabwean land. He redistributed the land back to its rightful owners. The white supremacist financial elite said, how dare Robert Mugabe stand up for his people? So they have put crippling sanctions on Zimbabwe ever since. To make Zimbabwe an example to South Africa and other African nations. Our so-called first black president, Obama, did not remove the sanctions off of Zimbabwe, and that's why I have lost respect for him. He could have been the best president in U.S. history, but he decided to appease the white supremacist financial elites. That's the stuff we talk about when it comes to Obama. A lot of our problems in America is created by U.S. foreign policy. According to the video, in December of this year, Chicago will spend $252 million on migrants alone. 17,000 migrants are coming to Chicago. If we divide that number in half and they become families, you got 8,500 families in just one generation. The black folk will be neutralized. Black America slash Black Chicagoans, I have been preaching this message for 32 years. Now my words are coming to pass. We're no longer in the stage of warnings. We're now in the stage of consequences. Our Black youth will have to compete for resources with other groups who are codified. We still have a chance to get this film project fully funded and made so that we can do something for our Black youth in Chicago. We have to vote against Chicago remaining a sanctuary city status. Black America, you have two choices, either embrace annihilation or embrace survival. I only want to work with those who want to survive. We got to take collective responsibility in the African-American community. We wouldn't be having some of these issues if we didn't abort over 20 million black babies. We don't have 20 million black people. We should have 80 million black people in this country, but 
Many black women decided to listen to white feminists. They convinced you that you're poor and don't have money. They would say you should consider deleting the problem. Now you're starting to see what's happening when you do that. These other groups that's coming over here, they don't do that. It's not an option. Over here, we want to promote black families, not just single black mothers and single black fathers, but instead prioritize and strengthening the black family. Having a wife and a husband with some children should be a model. African prioritized family, that's what we need to give back into traditional family homes. The best thing we could do in the African-American community is return to traditional family values and create more black children. Instead of shaming someone because of their political views, who should we should shame anyone talking about deleting their baby. This whoredom culture does not, not produce families. We have to take personal responsibility, and that's what I talk about in my revised book. The Democrats need to lift the sanctions on the people of Venezuela so that they can sell their oil on the world market and then send them back to their homeland. Mayor Brandon Johnson is talking about $5 billion for migrants, but they claim they don't have money for reparations. We're not xenophobic for talking about our tax dollars. American citizens have a right to speak out. Our tax dollars are supposed to help city residents. This is why African countries are seek, seeking to do business with China and Russia instead of American treating every country as an equal partner. America wants to impose LGBT rights on African nations, and if they reject, reject it, then America will impose sanctions on them. But then we, as American citizens, suffer because of their policies. No congressman is dealing with migrants in their community, but those of us living in Chicago and New York and other sanctuary cities are dealing with it. One of the best things we can do about it is vote these Democrats out of office in 2024. Alderman Anthony Bela wants voters to decide if Chicago should stay a sanctuary city for migrants. Chicago Alderman Anthony Bailey has called out the city for spending 31 million per month on migrants while Chicago gets nothing. Represent Representative Jamie Crock Crockett and so Yes, my speeches is all long, but it is what it is, y'all. I have to um you know get this information out here. So just bear with me. So, you have an alderman by the name of Anthony Bellin. He is the alderman of the Ninth Ward. He has been in office since 1999. He has been reelected, you know, all these other years, even recent up to 2023. Well, we have a video speaking about the situation with Chicago being a sanctuary city, a lot of people are saying, saying we do not want to be a sanctuary city. We don't want nothing to do with that. I want you to hear what Mr. Anthony Bell has to say because this should have been said a long time ago and I want you to hear all the money they are spending on migrants. You can listen to the full video entitled on my medium page. Just select the exact title of this presentation and scroll down to show and prove. He said, when you look at 
what the city is dealing with. We're spending when we had 12,000 migrants, we were spending 31 million a month. At that time, we have 20,000 migrants today. So what is the price tag on, on that now? And we can get solid answers to what is costing us right now. We're being asked to vote for a budget that we can't get answers to as far as how much money we're going to be potentially spending next year on the migrants. We have a physical responsibility to vote on a budget that is sound going forward to get us through 2024 and the budget that's being presented to us. Not solve that problem and so i am asking that we give the people of this great city of chicago a chance to have a voice on this issue we didn't have people coming to this country by the thousands now when you look at what what is happening in this country we have other democratic cities denver California, New York are sending their migrants to Chicago. Why? Because they're saying we can't take any more. Chicago has yet to say we can't take any more. We have to draw the line somewhere. We don't know the people who are coming to Chicago, the people that are coming here. We don't know if they have criminal backgrounds. We don't know if they if they are child molesters, we don't know if they are murderers. What happened in Venezuela are they're emptying their their jails and telling telling the people to walk to the borders. This is just a question of non-binding question to join. Just ask the people who are paying forty million a month if they want to continue down this road or do the, we want to make our elected officials to try to do something different now i've said this before if you if you give me three meals housing child care and education i would want to come to chicago too nobody ever asked chicagoans do they want to be a sanctuary city the ordin ordinance did not say nothing about we have to provide services all it said is the city of chicago will not cooperate with the federal government to detain people to be deported we don't have to spend 30 to 40 million dollars a month that we don't have if you listen to all the money that's being spent on migrants and what the alderman said about spending that kind of money in his district and spending that kind of money in other districts. These politicians don't want you to see that. This is why black people are getting sick and tired of the Democrats. We need investment in our neighborhoods, our businesses. We need this and a third. Yet they tell us they don't have money. But when it comes to other groups, they get the bag. They have money to give to Ukraine, now Israel and Palestine. They got money for that. I am proud of Chicagoans speaking out. Now Chicago residents are going to the city council meetings. It's one thing to make press conferences, but when they start showing up at those city council meetings, that's a different story what needs to happen in in all these programs they are given to the migrants we should start filing lawsuits to stop that because in this country we don't supposed to discriminate neither you're you are going to give these programs to everybody or you're not notice we don't have a sanctuary city there is no law in this country that hides black people from the federal government. To me, this is 
discriminatory. How these people can come here illegally to break federal law, that's offensive in itself. Black people have been the most criminalized group of people in America. This is not about being xenophobic. Show me a country where black people can show up and get free Roman board, free health care, free food, free car insurance, and $9,000 to pay rent. As I mentioned in my revised book, these corporations spend big money during these elections, so these politicians are in the pockets of the white supremacist financial elites. They want these people in because they are going to become the cheap labor force. These corporations do not want to pay anyone a fair wage. Remember how the United States of America got started. Our ancestors went for free. And if they can't get free labor, then they will get cheap labor. But they do not want to pay a fair wage. All the people are they're bringing here to Silicon Valley from India and China, so they don't have to give American citizens those jobs. They continue to give free labor from the 13th Amendment through the prison in industry. The school to pipeline is real. I discussed this in my revised book. The white supremacist financial elites flood the black ghettos with street drugs to entrap black youth and give them a lengthy sentence so they can get free labor out of them, which the corporation, corporations benefit. The of Chicago will offer a second chance program for ex-offenders of nonviolent crimes, former gang members, and homeless individuals within the community. We will offer job training in the form of assisting our members and students with getting their CDL. All of a sudden now, the Democrat shields are starting to come out. Representative Jamie Crock Crockett. This woman went on CNN and she um, described black people. I provide the video clip entitled, quote, them, them, Demo I believe it's Democrat um, Congresswoman on new Biden's last Trump poll. It's really scary, unquote. On my Medium page, just select the exact title of this presentation, then scroll down to show and prove. From the vid video, Representative Jasmine Crockett talked about Perception is reality, and so when you look at the data that was provided in, in that poll, it talks about how black people felt, and they said that they felt better when Trump was in office. She thinks black people are dumb. We, we read bills over here. We read political candidates' websites. It's not about a feeling. It's about facts. The Democrats do nothing for black people due, due to benign and neglect policies of the Monaghan Report. That's a fact, not a feeling. Prioritizing migrants, Ukraine, and the Middle East, those are facts. Black people felt that felt they were more economically sound under Trump. That's a fact. That's not a feeling. Democrats, you're not going to win election by flooding the country with migrants. The Biden administration has hurt this country economically with the migrant crisis. It's a new day, black politicians. You have to show your track record before election day. I encourage all black people to register to vote because you need to take political action at the voting booth, not just march and protest and not show up to remove these do-for-nothing people out of office. Dr. King Jr. used economic boycotts to make an impact in our society. I would love to see Chicago flip to the Republicans. 
that would send a strong message to the Democrat Party. We're open. We're opening the phone lines. Please share your thoughts with me. If you miss this event, no worries. Just watch this video podcast when you have a moment. It's available on my YouTube page 24-7. I encourage all of my group members to please leave a public comment in the comment section. Purchase my revised book. And if you agree with my vision and plan for Black America, then make arrangements with me to come on the show so that we can talk about it and get more people involved. Please purchase items from my virtual store, and most of all, donate what you can to our film project. Peace and blessings.